The Heinemann Podcast is a production of Heinemann Publishing. Heinemann is a provider of resources written by real teachers for real classrooms. Heinemann values teachers as decision makers and students as curious learners. Discover the path to lifelong professional learning at Heinemann.com. Heinemann, dedicated to teachers. I'm Brett from Heinemann. Today on the podcast, bullying. Research shows that punishing students who bully is not enough, and we must begin every child's education by establishing relationship skills and building empathy among students. October is National Bullying Prevention Month, and all month long on the Heinemann blog, we've been sharing resources and articles from Heinemann authors Lester Lamanac and Reba Wadsworth. In 2012, Lester and Reba co-authored the book Bullying Hurts. Now, Bullying Hurts is not your same old anti-bullying guide. Lester and Reba show how read-alouds can be used as powerful tools to neutralize bullying behaviors and create community in the classroom. Throughout that, they detail what they call the layers of essential understanding, which adds to the resource. Now, we're breaking this podcast, this conversation, up into two parts. Part one is with author Reba Wadsworth. We started our conversation on how to work towards a classroom of kindness every day. And, you know, that is one of the things that I think is missing so much in education today is because our teachers are just being driven toward testing data to prove that they're doing what they need to be doing. And they launch into the academic part before they really start to build that community among the children. And one of the ways that I think is the easiest thing is just the way we model and the way we as the adults treat each other as adults and treat the children. Do we treat them with kindness and respect? And an easy way to do that, to model it, is to do it through our Mm read-alouds. And there are wonderful books out there now. You know, since we wrote the book, uh, there's just been numerous outstanding books that teachers can uh, use as a launching pad for the discussion that follows. And we don't have to label, I mean, put them into one of the layers. Just to build that culture that children understand that um, bullying and trying to disrespect other people doesn't get us anywhere. And so we've got to build that culture from day one throughout the day as often as we can. And one of the things that's so detrimental is uh, this system that so many teachers are required to use now and you may not have been in classrooms lately to see this, but uh, where teachers are required to look at negative behavior. And and by looking at the negative, we're going to see the negative. Right. And, t- and, you know, when a principal demands that you do that, it, it really makes it even more difficult for a teacher to build that culture of kindness. I want to go back a little bit. You mentioned read-alouds, and they are such an important part of your book, Bullying Hurts. Why Why are read-alouds so vital to the process? Well, first of all, a read-aloud, Lucy Calkins said, the, most in, the single most important thing that you can do in a day is to read aloud to your children. 
And by doing that, you are showing them fluent language. You're showing them, uh, you're exposing them to rich vocabulary and to story. But if you pick your read aloud carefully, it does that plus it gives kids the language to talk about and to notice bullying and, you know, the situational kind of things. Uh, I was reading aloud last week to a group, uh, a new book that had just come out about a little boy that was so envious of his best friend having a bike and he knew he couldn't afford one and how he went through, uh, he found a hundred dollar bill that a lady in the grocery store had dropped. And so he put his foot over it till she walked on out of the store. And then he hoarded that hundred dollars, even though his mother couldn't afford to buy extra food for supper. But you, you know, then that kind of behavior is a tempting kind of human reaction. He wanted the bicycle. He knew he couldn't have one, but then he was, he found the hundred dollar bill. So that gives kids a platform to talk about Mm -hmm. envy, to talk about selfishness, to talk about being honest because, and of course the little boy in the story did return the hundred dollars. And it turned out that the lady that he returned the hundred dollars to did not have any money at all to buy food for her family. Mm-hmm. So then, of course, it it, picked, it gave that situation for children to talk even more. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, when, when you're 9 and 10 and 5 and 6, you know, those kind of things, if you don't have the language and the vocabulary to talk about it, you have those anxious feelings inside. You also write about the layers of essential understanding. Can you kind of explain more about that idea? Okay, the layers are just a representation of the stages that you go through to get to bullying. You know, we want children to recognize the fact that in this world, we are all special, we are all unique, we all have something that we do well. And so we want to appreciate that, and we don't have to put somebody else down to make ourselves look better. So that's layer one. Then you move into layer two, which talks about that even though we are all alike, there are some differences in us. Some of us like things that that others don't like. Some of us uh, walk differently. And then it progresses into the fact that there are many, many children who can't hear well, can't see well, but but we still have that human trait, that human characteristic that makes us more alike than the ones that make us different. And then you move on into uh, reckon, and this is where the respect really starts, is that uh, we're different, but yet we've got to understand that when we act on the differences, that reflects what we truly believe about humanity. Mm-hmm. And and that, you know, they sort of tie in, into each other. But for instance, if we go back to the that second layer where we're, there's some differences, if in the third layer, if I react to a child who can't walk 
or to a child who can't see and make fun of them, then that really shows you what I believe about myself and others. Mm -hmm. And then we get into really where the bullying takes place. And so to feel powerful, I've got to make somebody else be diminished. And you know, the thing is, we see this in adults. We see this among teachers. We see this among employees in a building where we all want to get ahead. We all want to be successful, but we don't want to do it on our own merit. And we're afraid that if someone else looks really good, then that diminishes us. Right. Now think about that through the eyes of a five or a six-year-old. Oh, yeah. So that that's where the teachers building that culture of kindness can offset a lot of that and to help kids see their uniqueness without putting somebody else down. And then, of course, the very last layer, which is the heart, we think, or we see it as that, is that, we want to feel good about ourselves without letting somebody else influence that and mm-hmm. put us down. Because every one of us has a little kid inside of us. And, um, you know, it, it's just hard sometimes to overcome what society is throwing at us. And so there is the richness of the layers. It's when we get to that point where we understand that we're unique. There are people who are a little bit different to us, but yet that doesn't take away from our uniqueness. And then that our belief in that tells us a lot about our character. Right. You know, the idea of, of taking on the issue of bullying, it's it's very daunting. And when you when you talk to teachers and you're advising them, how do you what's your advice for a teacher to not get overwhelmed at the idea of taking on bullying? Well, it's just a, a culture. It's just a part of the thinking. It's the way teachers interact with the kids. It's how we uh, how we deal with them. Uh, it it doesn't have to be, you know, like this book. Yes, it's got some wonderful lessons in it. But if you read through it you and you let it become a part of your everyday thinking about how you interact with your kids, you the teacher is absolutely essential to, to getting this culture started in the classroom. And, you know, one of the things when we started this book, and we started doing the research, and we looked at all these different policies that everybody had about zero tolerance and all that. You know, that's good, but that's all surface level. Mm-hmm. We've got to get down to the culture of what we're doing in our classrooms, and it doesn't depend on what the principal's doing or the superintendent is doing. Yes, they put some some burdens on us, like I was talking about, about the the system where you're looking at the negative behavior, you're moving a clothespin up or you're moving it down all day long. Mm-hmm. There's ways to to sort of lessen that blow. And one of the things that I discovered just recently is to lessen that, start like, have I, I don't know whether you've read the book about have you filled a bucket lately, and it's talking about 
how you look at the positive things all day long, and that's filling somebody's bucket. But once you become a bully or you make fun of somebody in any way or step over books that they dropped rather than helping them pick it, you're empty in their bucket. Mm -hmm. You can empty an adult's bucket, bucket very quickly. Going through the lunch line and you... Uh, you're rude. A, a little kid can be rude or obstinate to one of the lunchroom ladies. You let them, you you make them see that they've got power, and they're lessening that person's day by emptying a bucket. Absolutely. So the, that goes back to children's literature. It, there's just rich examples all around us that can help us help kids understand the uh, element of bullying. You also write about strengthening the school and home relationship. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Well, you know, so many children come to school and their narrative has already been written by what they've gone through at home and what they go through when they walk in the front door of the school uh, and let's say that they get out of the car and they've had a terrible morning and they walk in and the first adult they see doesn't have a smile but but gets on to them about slamming the door or not wiping their shoes off. That starts that day for that child on a negative. Mm -hmm. And then it's hard for that teacher to overcome that when, you know, we all know that the academic part is what we've got to get to. And teachers are losing their job because the kids are not achieving what they need to achieve. So we've got to build on kids and, and infuse into all the adults in a school that they play a major role in the culture for that child. And by working and building that bridge to parents, so many parents, especially low socioeconomic parents, come to the school with a negative attitude. And if you've read any of Ruby Payne's research about low socioeconomic children, you understand that that culture is hard to overcome mm -hmm. and it's hard to build away from. It's hard to educate parents that you want that child to achieve because in Ruby Payne's research, she says that most parents don't want ch the child to succeed above what they have achieved. And so they feel threatened by the school environment. So that puts an extra burden on teachers and principals and school personnel to build that bridge of a welcoming, friendly, accepting environment for the parents because you want them to be the first line of support for their child. And and parents won't, you know, they're sending us the best they've got. So we've got to understand that and work with them and work to understand. The book came out in 2012. What what new resources since then are, are you and Lester sharing with educators today? Well, pretty much the websites that we shared in the book are still very valid. Okay. And the major thing is the fact that the statistics have changed rapidly. 
And all we have to do is to turn on the TV or pull up Facebook to see bullying taking place in a much more aggressive and much more open way in just four years. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And this election, oh, my goodness, does it offer perfect examples of bullying behavior mm-hmm. on everybody's part. Mm-hmm. And the more that comes out, uh, you know, the more we see, and we can flip to a certain page in our book and just read the behavior, and you can see it. And, uh, you know, I'm a huge football fan. <laughs> And I love my team, but I'm not going to put down your team because I want you to love it just as much as I love mine. Right. And, and, and there's the adults setting the example in front of children. It's okay to bully about football. It's okay to bully about political beliefs, but it's not okay when you walk into a classroom to bully. So, see, you're giving kids a mixed message. And I think that's one of the most, uh, you know, this book is so powerful in the the beginning thinking of what bullying culture does to any social situation. Right, right. Well, Reba, this has been fantastic talking to you. Thank you so much for your time. Is there anything else you want to add that maybe we missed? No, but I I just think this book was so timely, and I thank Heinemann for recognizing uh, the need for it. And I just implore teachers to really think about what they do as role models for kids. I'm telling you, our society needs it more right now than it needed it four years ago. My thanks to Reba Wadsworth for her time today. If you'd like more information on her book, Bullying Hurts, with co-author Lester Laminack, be sure to check out blogs and sample chapters from the book on Heineman.com. Also, be sure to look for part two in our conversation with Lester Laminack. Lester and Reba's newest book, Writers Are Readers, is out now. You can find more on that topic also on Heinemann.com, including a special series of video blogs from the authors. Thanks for listening to the Heinemann Podcast. Please be sure to give us a rating in the iTunes store and consider sharing a review there as well. Also, check out the free Heinemann Teacher Tip app in the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. Thanks for listening.